Hello and welcome to Renegade Mama. I am your host, Natalie Rees. Today on the show, I speak with my good friend, Arissa Yura. Arissa and I go way back, and she was actually one of my bridesmaids. The reason I wanted to get Arissa on the show was, besides being an all-round awesome person, Arissa is Japanese-Australian, and she represents a group in the home birth community that is often underrepresented. Arissa went into home birth a little unsure, and a comment from a friend's friend saying that the Asian anatomy is not suitable for home birth surely didn't help. This kind of racism is baffling and obviously utterly ridiculous. Arissa's post about this on Facebook caused quite a stir here in Australia actually, and many were outraged. Arissa went on to have a beautiful home birth and proved that her anatomy is designed perfectly for her and her baby. Arissa is so different to me and this is what I love about her, the yin to my yang. She gives such a unique perspective on home birth and she is so gentle and considered in her approach. I hope you enjoy this conversation between two friends. Well, welcome Arissa to the Renegade Mama. It is so wonderful to have you here. Thank you, Natalie, for having me. It's super exciting. <laughs> yeah, so Arissa is one of my very good friends. Um, Arissa was one of my bridesmaids. And um, yeah, we were going to record this in person when I was in Sydney last, but unfortunately we ran out of time and decided to go for dinner instead <laughs> <laughs> at your wonderful family restaurant. It was um, worth it. It was worth it. Such good food. But um, let's tell the listeners a little bit about who you are. So just maybe if you could introduce yourself, tell us about who you are, what you do, and a little bit about your family. Okay. Um, yeah, so I am uh, an actor. Um, I do a bit of writing and producing, directing. I've been doing that for, uh, recently. Um and I live in, I'm based in Sydney. I'm also Japanese Australian. Moved here when I was 10. Cool. And um, yeah, I, I have my family, so I'm married. I have my husband. And did you want me to talk about my? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Talk, talk about, talk about. Parents? Whoever, whoever. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, family, everyone's a family. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I have uh, my parents, uh, uh, my dad, mom, and then my sister, uh, an older sister. And yes, we do run a restaurant, our family restaurant in Sydney. We've been running for 29 years since we've moved to Australia. Um, yeah, it's, it's been running very successfully um, for all these years and um, delicious food. <laughs> Sorry to plug in kombucha. Yeah, what, what's the name of the restaurant or if anyone does want to visit it if they're in Sydney? <laughs> uh, it's called Kabuki Shoroku. And also there's a sister restaurant across the corridor called Sakurate. Authentic Japanese food, delicious, uh, really um very homely but also um juicy as well and yeah. we got like degustations and um yeah the sushi bar sort of thing beautiful very authentic japanese because that's yeah. the other thing that we have in common i studied japanese and so that's kind of how we bonded i guess yeah. at first but also yeah. our husbands went to drama school together yeah that's true they introduced us actually but and then we're um, both actresses or yes that's yeah. right. So we had a lot of things in common, and and also now you were in Kobe when you yes. went to Japan. My dad's from Kobe. That's right. Whole city. Yeah, oh. and we've we've travelled together. I met you we in have. Canada when you were living there. Yeah, we went to Quebec together. That's and... right. Yeah, I lived in Toronto in 2012 and or 13, and then yeah, Nat visited me. We had a pretty um, uh, epic trip to uh, Quebec. Montreal and also down to Buffalo <laughs> by Niagara <laughs> Falls where I drove down you and your brother and his girlfriend um, across the border 
you crossed the border to America and Wait. got stopped at the yeah uh, the, they the, had some issue with you I don't know why it was some weird yeah, my, my visa or something like I had a working visa in uh, in Canada and and I was I was a driver of you guys I was like this Asian driver that was driving three Caucasian what is going on and then, you, and then they were super they were super odd to me because all I would want to do was drop you guys off a buffer and then come back yeah yeah on my own so they were really suspicious that I was some way traffic or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then my reasoning at the border they asked me it's like why are you going to Buffalo like don't you guys make sense you you three are going because you want to fly I think to Boston or something but why are you going I'm like well I want to eat buffalo wings. <laughs> <laughs> they were looking a bit uh, perplexed then. But then, yeah, they let us in and it was snowing. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was really wow. Panic. And I drove back on my own. Without a GPS because your phone ran out of battery. <laughs> yeah, my, my phone ran out of battery or didn't have a data or whatever. And I, yeah, I drove by memory. I just... You know, try to go Amazing. by remembering how we got into Buffalo. And then I actually found the border to cross back to Canada on my own. It was like drenching wet. It was snowing and wet. And I, I don't know how I got out of America on my own. That's another <laughs> whole like one hour podcast. But on that, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, the reason I wanted you on here today Arisa well number one you're my friend and you're very dear to me but number two I think it's really important for our listeners to have another perspective and also for uh Asian Japanese listeners people that aren't Caucasian because I think in the home birth world often it can be dominated um by Caucasian stories and I don't think this is necessarily true um but I think the more stories we can share of people from different places different ethnicities um yeah yeah to realize that this is an option for them um because you said when you first started to look into home birth you felt like you were the only kind of Japanese or Asian kind of person looking into that is that right well I mean I I said anyone I guess looking to home birth I was really new I already knew you Mm -hmm. um really that's about it oh no my um my husband's size so his mom and his sister yeah um, and his... we were talking the other day that both your parents were born at home yeah so my mom definitely home birth was you know a home birth baby um because she and her, her, my grandma talked about you know the birth a lot and when I was young my dad not 100 percent. Okay. I think I believe he is because just that sort of time you know gen, you know generation mm-hmm. um they, in they Japan, yeah. yeah, gave birth at home, but I'm not sure. But yeah, I would assume so. Um, but mum definitely, yeah. And so I, I guess that's all I that's that's all the people I knew, and so my friends and around me, I didn't really know anyone that that sort of get, you know had a home birth or even wanted to or been interested in it. It was a very like new and unknown territory Mm -hmm. Um, and when even when you talk to me about it about what six years ago Mm -hmm. that you were thinking of or you wanted to you know have a home birth I was like well that's that's really new to me I've never even thought about it I thought it was not even an option you know yeah like I didn't grow up with that sort of thinking yeah it's fascinating again as I said I think it's so fascinating how culturally how quickly things can change because again your mum's born at home then Mm. in one generation you're not Mm. and then that's again not in your psyche to even think about home birth even though your mum was born at home yeah and it's the same for me as well yeah you go oh no no I was just wondering just across my mind I wonder whether mum even like thought about when she gave birth to us me and my sister in the hospital that she thought oh is is that you know like slightly weak or my I was I was home birth but I'm giving birth at hospital I don't think so I don't know like yeah same as my mum my mum's born at home and she gave birth to us all in a hospital yeah I think again it was just culturally so shifted that everybody goes to the hospital now don't even think about it yeah yeah interesting um so yeah sorry what were you saying no no that was that was it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's talk about um 
your own birth. So you were born in hospital. Do you know much about it? Yeah, I was, um, yeah, I, I was right on due date, mum said. Um, she, I was, I uh, just went to like a local hospital, like maybe 20 minutes away. Uh, mum uh, had a contraction in the morning and um, yeah, she, she went to, oh, I think my dad drove me to, him to her to the hospital and I was, I think she gave birth to me that day. So it was pretty straightforward and natural, natural birth. And I don't think there was any, you know, kind of um, challenges or anything. Mm-hmm. She, she said that, yep, you were right on, on the schedule. Okay. And <laughs> yeah. um, was your dad in the room or was that not a thing? Mm, not a thing, I think, at that time as well. You know how you often see back in the days where you're not man and not allowed? Yeah, um, I I feel like maybe the, the, he wasn't allowed, but also maybe there's a it's more to do with the fact that old men just don't go to yep. into the room or even to the hospital. I think he dropped her off, yeah, came back, but that's partly because my sister was around; she was two and a half, yeah, so yep. he needed to look after her, yeah, um, and then she he went back to um, pick up mom. Yeah. Did in Japan today the men go? Yeah. Oh yeah, I think yeah, it's it's changed now. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, men can attend. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and also, did you say that your mum had bad morning sickness with both of you? Yes. Well, that's one of the reasons she said she, you know, she said she could have had another one. She would like to have another one, but she had terrible morning sickness with both of us mm-hmm. the whole nine months. She said she just was sick the whole time so she didn't really yeah she just said I the birth itself she she can she could handle but not the morning sickness because it just goes on for nine months it's a long time yeah absolutely it's killer yeah yeah yeah. and I I had a pretty bad first three months myself so for me to imagine that to be the case for nine months I I I can understand how Mm -hmm. tough that would have been for her and do you know what kind of care she had did she have midwifery led care or was it doctors or you don't know um I think doctors I'm not sure um mm-hmm. yeah I think she probably meet maybe she, yeah, she had a midwife actually at the hospital okay so yeah. I haven't fully oh, that's right. I feel like I talked I feel like she talked to me more about her own like her mom's birth so like birthing her yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah story yeah. more than her own and also yeah. like I think she's you know she's, she's, she's forgotten a lot of things yes yes we tend to have amnesia the further we get away from our births and also it's, with parenting you just gloss over things and you're like oh, it was totally easy and then you're like what <laughs> yeah that, it, like so funny you say that because even I even forgot about what happened about three months ago yeah. <laughs> you know like, what was it like the first six weeks of you know my baby my baby's um time I, I'm like it, it, so I totally understand after like you know 30 plus years you just don't remember so yeah absolutely. Brain. <laughs> okay so let's go to the conception of Renan talk to me about that was that kind of like a conscious conception were you really um trying to call him in or bring him in and how long were you trying and things yeah. like that yeah, we've been trying for quite a while, maybe a couple of years. We've been wanting to have a baby. And then the last, I would say, uh, half a year, we've been really, really, like, trying to, you know, be more thinking about scheduling and all that sort of thing. Um, and it got really stressful um, because you sort of, I guess, lose that momentum you know like that spontaneity mm-hmm. of, of kind of why you would want to have a baby in the first place I'm, I mean it's I think that I'm, it's that's that happens quite often I think for all of us that you know we have such you know our lives can get in the way totally um, understandable and I would, but at the same time the pressure you put yourself it doesn't help and uh, we got to a point where we were a little bit like a bit overwhelmed with that. And I remember that the m- kind of month that we were conceived, we, we, the baby was conceived, we sort of 
didn't really put a lot of thinking into, okay, let's do this. It was more like we were really enjoying life. Mm. Um, yeah, and you know, just watching a favourite TV show um, every night yeah. and going out and, you know, getting something nice to eat and, and really felt connected. So it was, it was, it kind of makes, made sense to, to us mm-hmm. um, afterwards. We got, well, we were, we were quite relaxed and we were really, um, yeah, open to just things happening, I guess, for us, you know. And yeah, it, it was quite it was really special. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. Um, but also, to be honest, COVID, like this, the this whole lockdown, because it was around it was around the time when it was at the peak of the coronavirus, and um, I think not having any uh, obligations to do things. <laughs> yeah. So you know, everything slowing down actually helped. Mm. interesting yeah i think there's a lot of covid babies out oh there, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah <COVID. laughs> that's like a thing <laughs> but yeah i think you know i think a lot of people said this at the start about a lot of things um mm. this is kind of mother earth trying to put people back into alignment to slow down and get back into the rhythm of life rather than mm. this fast-paced life mm. of for what you know mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's cool that that was really good for you guys. Mm. Um, talk to me about finding out you were pregnant. Yes. So it kind of like as I was saying, you know, because I, we weren't thinking about it too much. When I felt that I was missing my period, it was only like maybe two days in. You know, mm-hmm. like I was like late two days. I'm thinking, oh, maybe it's just late, but. Um, I don't know, like it's some, it's, sometimes it's in your gut, there, there's a feeling you have that oh, it feels a little bit different this time. But very, very small. This is like a very sort of subtle, yeah, um, feeling that I'm having. I think it was subconscious. I don't think I was like going, oh, I feel different. Like I think I was subconsciously going, oh, okay. But then um, I thought maybe it was four or five days into it. I thought, you know what, let's just do it because I had one of those tests. Yeah, it was pregnancy testing, and so I thought, okay, let's just give it a go, and then yeah, it was like oh, and then I did it again because <laughs> I just wanted to make sure, and and it was um, yeah positive, and we're like oh, okay, well that's a good news, <laughs> and I share that you know the news with my partner, and then we were like super excited, but we were like no, let's not get our hopes because these tests can get you know can be it can get wrong and let's just wait and see but again I think there was something that I was going back to to thinking about how I've been feeling the past week or two yeah and there were moments that I was just coming back to me one by one that oh it it just was something a bit different whether it was the way I was feeling or um yeah the certain reactions I was having to doing certain things and Mm -hmm. and just gen general feeling I had yeah 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 absolutely okay and so what did you do next did you wait or did you go straight to a doctor to kind of confirm it 100 percent? or what did you do no no doctor I just just waited and that period never came um and I, I, I that's a good point what did, what did I because I definitely I didn't go to the doctor until like seven or six weeks or something so yeah just you just know I guess because your period just doesn't come and you feel a little different again yeah feeling a bit more tired or I wasn't too sick in the first month I would say mm-hmm. but um it just sort of yeah I just I just waited out I guess yeah. so I wasn't 100% sure because I hear stories about you know missing period but not you know necessarily pregnant but um, I just waited for a few, quite a few weeks, maybe, yeah, five, six weeks. And I think I went to the doctor then. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, how was your experience with the doctor? And had you decided on how you wanted to birth at that point? No, no. Um, uh, I, yeah, it was, did the blood test. Um, 
I mean, I was pretty sure of it because by then I was like six weeks in, no period, feeling a bit bloated or just not feeling, and generally feeling a bit tired. When um, got the test done, and then yeah, it was confirmed. But again, um, I didn't really know necessarily what. I mean, the doctor did ask me about how, and I guess that's when I was like, okay, I guess how do I want to give birth? And um, it, yeah, home birth was in the back of my mind, thinking, oh, I mean, it'd be that'll be that'll be nice, that'll be ideal. <laughs> I mean, that's like, but at the same time, it wasn't a full like it wasn't a realistic option at the at the time for me because I haven't I didn't know much about it, and knowing you and um. It's like my partner's family have you know having home birth. It was a as a huge kind of oh well it's possible, but I just thought I won't be able to do it because one I thought I'm too one I, I was too old. Mm. <laughs> um, and how again, old were you I, when you had Renan? Out uh, of interest. So I was I birthed him when I was thirty nine. So I'm thirty nine now, yeah. and then, but I was conceived thirty eight yeah and I was age is just a number (laughs) yeah I mean at the time you know I was thinking I mean if I was younger like before if I was you know below 35 I would have and 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 because that's what I thought you know that's the kind of info I had in my head that you know you just don't it's it's a high risk you know after 35 and um I was like we know is not true (laughs) yeah yeah that's right yeah no so this is what is you know the general kind of consensus and beliefs of so many people right it is isn't it? i don't know where we got i mean we got that from mainstream i guess stuff isn't it you just hear about it mm-hmm. it's and you know of course there's certain you know things behind like reasons behind it but it's just not the case for a lot of us mm-hmm. that if we're healthy then i think it's definitely an option yeah so i think at the time i when i yeah when i was thinking about when I said, okay, well, I guess I'll go to RPA and, you know, he good great things about, about the hospital. I love to do birth centre. I mean, I, 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 did, I do want to, you know, to keep it as natural as possible. I knew that. So, and I heard great things about the birth centre. So I, I booked myself in there um, soon after that. Mm-hmm. And how was your experience at the birth center or with the birth center? Yeah, yeah. I, I really, and again, um, because of COVID, uh, I, yeah, we couldn't have uh, initial appointments and consultations with them um, in person. I had to do it online. So that was a shame a bit, I guess, not being able to, you know, meet them or see the place. But they were, they were lovely and they were really, um, were, uh, uh, yes, sensitive and really um, uh, informative about what what yeah what the options are. Quite thorough with it, you know. Or I guess things, all the questions that I've had for them. So at the time, I would I had a lot of questions about about the birth, and, mm-hmm. um, about the, the the situation with with um, COVID and everything. And um, all the tests and things like that. So mm. yeah, so it was just getting a lot of info, uh, which which was good, um, just to sort of understand mm-hmm. what's to come. Yeah, yeah. But but there was always that feeling like oh, not being able to go in. It's my you know being a first baby. So that's another reason about the um, home birth. Often you know the first time you you know often. Um, uh, you just sort of say you want to kind of be a bit more cautious. <laughs> yeah, there's this idea that, oh, you can have a home birth, but just not with your first baby. Someone yeah. said that to me, I always remember. Yeah, I, I hear it doesn't, I, I get the idea behind that, of course, but it doesn't make any sense to me because mm. it's like have the birth that you want to have because mm. your every birth is important more so well, actually, I think your first birth is the most important because that kind of sets you up for the rest of your births. <laughs> if mm. you're going to end up with um, birth trauma or, mm. you know, 
a c-section which you know is highly likely in a hospital some hospitals here in australia i know one my local one's 58 percent c-section rate and that's totally fine if that's what you're choosing to have Mm. but if you're going in there wanting a natural birth and ending up with a c-section yeah yeah that's a real fuck around (laughs) Mm. yeah yeah no i think i think so now you know hearing knowing about the the statistics and uh, all the stories i yeah you, you sort of wonder yeah how yeah, how, how we've been informed all this time, I guess. And it's, you knowledge is power, I think. And I, I kind of, you sort of have to, because there's a lot of info that's not out there at the time of birth, you sort of do have to do a lot of the work to find out. Mm-hmm. Which is nice, to. really, because you're discovering it for yourself rather than yeah. being told what yeah. to do. Yeah, you're that's, kind of being right. getting in the seat of power and trying to figure it out for yourself. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think um, often we are we give up our way to institutions and authorities, and you know, and then we don't end up knowing what's really like, yeah, what, what, yeah, what is really the truth or. Mm-hmm. or what is right for us because we're yeah. t- letting somebody else tell us what's right for us yeah yeah that's right and yeah I agree yeah rather than individualized care for yourself and your yeah. family and your baby okay so um when at what point did you think oh, actually I'm going to look into the home birth a bit more yeah well actually you were you and me being a, a um, friend great friend of mine has suggested and you know give me support to um think about home birth Mm. and um so you made me think about it which is great because i don't know whether i would have sort of yeah thought about it otherwise and um i think yeah you gave me an idea and and i was like well i'd like to sounds awesome i don't know if it's possible like i was i was definitely giving a lot of you know, you must have a lot of reasons not to do it without <laughs> finding out first. So I thought, you know what, I want to do a bit more research and, you know, talk to you more. Um, and then you introduced me to the home birth, um, like Facebook groups and mm-hmm. where there's so many stories um, that the mums share, which is great. And, uh, and that was that, that so you and, and the group and, it was really huge uh, influence on me actually to shift um, my thinking and possibility of doing a home birth. Mm. Yeah. And, and, um, and then COVID again, because of the restrictions and all that, I was worried that, you know, I won't be able to have uh, more than one support person Mm -hmm. or maybe no, no support person at all. Yeah. And that's very possible. Um, You know, I know here in WA, they just keep mm. throwing um, dads out of the births yeah, really? of their own babies. Well, they can stay, oh. but then they have to leave straight after. And then, oh. if, you know, women have to oh. stay in hospital for whatever reason, for oh. days they don't have that support there. It's mm. really wrong. But anyway, that's yeah. another story. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Yeah, you're joining these home birth groups, you're seeing mm. other stories and you're kind of thinking, oh, yeah, maybe it is possible for me because I remember you put a post up that went viral in the Facebook <laughs> group. Um, yeah. What, what was that post again? What did you say exactly? Oh, no, I just, um, it's just a friend of mine um, uh, said that the, their friend um, uh, who's a, I think was a nurse, um said that asian women are not a body anatomy wise i think are not made to home birth yeah I, yeah so i so that's all i heard i don't know i sh- i mean i kind of wanted to know more about it like what what they meant by yeah that because it feels like that itself we're hearing that's you know, info only sounds like doesn't make sense. Yeah. 
um, so I, I just wanted to, yeah, so because I wanted to more, in, more info without like kind of assuming, oh, that's not right or anything. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to see if anyone out there in the home birth group knew what they meant. And then, yeah, it went a bit viral. A lot of people commented and thankfully, you know, very supportive moms out there, you know, who, um, yeah, was uh, very, they were very responsive. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and and some of them, yeah, heard some sort of stories about certain things or, you know. But, what were but, the stories? What were the, the links? I, I think that, like, medically, there were some um, uh, people who said that I think Asian bodies, like, I think to do with having a... Um, I mean, I should have done this study before I got on this podcast, sorry. But like yeah. something to do with uh, my memory, very, very basic memory, is that sort of the size or the sort of um, shape of the, I guess, a pel pelvic bone or? It doesn't make any sense that, for some because yeah. like how did the Asian race get here today? Because yeah. there weren't hospitals for many, many generations. I, I still, yeah, still don't, yeah. Oh, to do with the, the length of us, of the, oh, this is this is not good because I'm giving, might be giving wrong info um, uh, uh, right now, but something to do with the length of somewhere in the body, which doesn't allow an easy I, I vaguely remember it of somebody saying it was the length of the perineum is shorter in Asia. Ah, maybe that's what it is. Yes. Sorry. It's really and it, it's absolute bullshit. Not that it's not shorter. <laughs> it's not that it's not shorter. I'm sure it is. But it was made to be like that on Asian women. Sure, it's shorter than maybe Caucasian women or, you know, um, women of different races. But that's because they're Asian yeah. and they're different and that's okay. It doesn't yeah. mean that we yeah. have to all have exactly the same body because our bodies are made to birth babies. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, the only people that wouldn't be made to birth babies are people that are malnourished, um and never grow properly and then there is a possibility that yeah your pelvis never grew and you know this is you know maybe people that are in war-torn countries don't have enough food they're starving and yeah they don't get mm. enough food and then they don't grow and they kind of get stunted at puberty and then yeah mm. that is when it can happen that your pelvis isn't big enough but in any kind of developed country that's mm. certainly not the case. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, you kind of, did you, did you like seeing all that support from the kind of community? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, totally. Because I think, you know, we all have fears and all that, which mm -hmm. I think doesn't help with, oh, with 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 wanting to do what you want to do, mm -hmm. and um, and you were saying quite earlier on, like what are your fears? And I was trying to like you know identify, yeah. so I can move forward and you know keep pursuing this. Mm -hmm. And so you you hear all these sort of yeah all, all, all these story uh, so these kind of um, comments, mm -hmm. and you go oh well, well, well that sounds a bit weird, but not scary but like just like what so it's just yeah there was a lot of I guess block blockages that would stop me from like oh maybe I shouldn't maybe I shouldn't all that mm -hmm. but then every time you're trying to find and you yeah you you would if you have any of those you go into these posts uh, groups and you would ask question or you read someone else's post which is like oh my god that's exactly the same question I wanted to ask yeah right and then you see all the responses and it it's great because yeah you are part of this community and everyone's kind of on the same boat that everyone is a bit like oh you know I'm in two minds and I'm not sure and it's really it's just really encouraging um to have to to feel like you're not alone you're not the only one and it's okay to ask questions it's okay to be scared but, mm -hmm. but to want to do this and yeah and if, you know I guess inspire each other yeah and um read these birth stories yeah and and so you can make your own decision at the end of the 
Yeah, exactly. And have that community because, quite frankly, that community doesn't exist in our physical lives anymore or not as much. You can find it, but it's harder to find, right? Yeah, yeah. You mean like the home birth community? Yeah, physical community, like somebody, you know, back in the day, everybody would have been having home births and you could chat to, you know, auntie and mum and your sister or whoever um, who'd had a home birth, but now you really have to seek it out and you have to go to that home birth meeting that's once a month at this time (laughs) at the park or whatever. And that's totally awesome that um, they are around and, you know, I was yeah. part of that a lot in yeah. Sydney and a little bit here in Perth too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I went to one actually as as the yeah, one of the first ones. Um when I joined the group and I saw, yeah, you told me about the picnic and I went to the picnic and meeting other mums that had home birth or about to have home birth or or not even that midwives and doulas, you know. Mm-hmm. And having that uh, everyone get together and feel like yeah you're you're not alone is great yeah absolutely um okay so talk to me about yeah jumping ship to home birth because there was still a period there that you were like maybe I'll still go to the birth center go to the hospital oh totally I think so I think so I actually was not able to share about my me wanting to have home birth to pretty much everyone because Mm -hmm. I I didn't want even though I had many great friends around me who I trusted and, you know, wanted to share. But I think um, I felt it is my journey and I did want, didn't want to be influenced by, you know, who, who knows who's going to give what opinion. Mm-hmm. So I was very careful about not sharing it because just to, I guess, protect my own, mm-hmm. my own sort of decision at the end. Yeah. And um, and that was sort of recommended to do, I guess. I hear a lot of stories about that. That was another conversation on the group, you know, that, oh, it's a who to tell, whether you should tell your family, your closest, you know, say like your mom or something. Or, and, um, and luckily my partner is very supportive and he, he was home birth actually himself. So he's, yeah. he, he wanted to have a home birth I mean not him <laughs> you know like you know, I mean, <laughs> Gareth wanted to fall pregnant <laughs> yeah, and I wanted to but I'm sure, I'm sure he wanted, wanted to he totally would do it if he could <laughs> yeah he likes to experience everything yeah um, so yeah so that helped a lot um because I know unfortunately some mums you know the partners um are not supportive and that would be super challenging I think mm-hmm uh, yeah, so yeah, navigating through that was slightly tough, not sharing, being able to share that with friends and close people. But it was something I think was very important for me to, for my own, yeah, myself, I needed to do that. Mm-hmm. And um, I was, yeah, I was full. And yeah, really, I'm, yeah, I mean, until about 30 weeks, I think I was still booked into birth center. Um, and I was just just because I wasn't hundred percent, and I wanted to be hundred percent. Yeah, I think it's a great sure. idea to keep your options open to say, um, you know, I can do this if I decide I want to. Yeah. I guess the other side of that would be um, <laughs> how to word this that um, not uh, the this is more if somebody was like wanting to free birth and then they still go to their appointments, the grooming that some of these appointments can have to say that home birth or free birth isn't safe. Mm. It'd be dangerous. Like you're saying you wanted to protect yourself from um, the community from giving their fear. It's exactly mm. the same as going to some of these prenatal appointments, but you didn't feel that necessarily with um, the birth. Oh center. yeah. I, I, I ended up just going to one of them. Yeah. Um, I only went to one at 20 weeks or something like that yep. after 20 weeks. And it was, it was, it was a positive experience. It wasn't anything too bad. I would say it was actually pleasant and very supportive actually about like me not wanting to do um, uh, much tests and I wanted to keep it as, un, as just no test yep. <laughs> as much possible, natural. Um, 
and they were okay about it. I think there were a few tests that they really wanted me to do later on. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of another decision. Um, what kind of made me make up, you know, my decision about that I had to do all these tests if I did go or follow through with the with them. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was sort of really buying time in a way that I was just wanting to make sure, yeah, make sure that I feel confident because at the end of the day, it is about how you feel. And if you feel confident, if you feel safe enough, then, you know, I think exactly. that's the best thing, right? Exactly. Wherever you feel safest birthing is the best place for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. So I really didn't know really for, till, yeah, till like much later. And it was, I just wanted to really, enjoy my pregnancy because I didn't want that to you know get you know stress me mm-hmm. and or anything I thought at any point if I feel like it's overwhelming it's too stressful I feel really just kind of take it mm-hmm. I would have gone you know whatever we, we, I would have just been okay with that mm-hmm. but at the same time I think it was really strong in me that I wanted to pursue it because it just more and more I, you know, read about the stories or done more research or mm-hmm. um, read more books. I, I just was starting to really be more sure this is what I want to do. Yeah. That's, that's sort of my sort of right decision for the baby. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. Um, okay, so when you did have your first, when did you have your first midwifery appointment? Um, I had, I think, 15 weeks. Okay. Yeah. And um, how was that for you guys? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was, it was great because she, you just know, you meet the person that's going to help give birth. Yeah. <laughs> you, just, you know who he's going to be, I guess. It's like, so, okay. There you are. You're going to give birth. That's, you know, you're going to help me give birth. That's great. That's sort of that sort of relationship, I guess, wise. It was great to have that. Um, And, and yes, she'll come to you. (laughs) You don't have to go. (laughs) Um, Just on a very um, domestic thing like that. Especially now with COVID and you're like, oh, just don't want to go to the hospital or anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it was really personal and and then you can ask again all these questions you have about about the home birth to her to the midwife and Mm -hmm. um and she would be there and you can yeah you can feel like that she's there to support you yeah and the other great get to know you yeah Yeah, the other thing great thing about home birth midwives compared to maybe a hospital is that you get way more time with them to ask all the questions right yeah we totally took her time a lot of the times I feel bad because she just sort of like got all these other appointments (laughs) we're like you know bombarding her with all these questions I could totally um, imagine you and Gareth with your list of questions yeah yeah so now this one and then like after my list and yet Gareth comes with this list (laughs) love it um okay so the pregnancy for you as a whole was pretty smooth um except for the morning sickness is that right yeah yeah it's it's um it was actually pretty smooth I yeah the second trimester was really great I was going to go I was going out and luckily we could go out at that, that, that time it was a nice sort of spring summer time and then um yeah the third trimester again with everybody you know just, just I think I had a, a sort of a pelvic sort of pain like the back lower back pain because I think um we were just a little bit not had to adjust that I was mm-hmm. maybe walking like a duck for a while I just wasn't <laughs> supporting myself properly um baby was getting a bit heavy for my back and um so I went to osteo and sort of got it a little bit corrected um yeah. which helped a bit um but yeah it was pretty smooth throughout okay so how many weeks were you when you went into labor with Renan so I had an early one 38 weeks and five days oh wow 10 days early 
Alibaba. And did that、um, take you by surprise? Oh, huge, huge, huge! We 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 actually went on a, our date the night before, thinking, "Ah,、oh, will be one of those last ones that we can do." So we went <laughs> to see a film and dinner, and then that night was when we think the water broke, and then yeah, it was. It just came by surprise.、Mm-hmm. We're watching a. I think we came home. I watched a movie again at home, and. Quite late at night, actually, and I was like, "Oh, doesn't feel something feels different." And yeah, it was, it, yeah, the, I think the water broke, and and that was the beginning.、Mm-hmm. Okay, of,、um, yeah. Talk,、labor. talk me through the labor. Yeah, so、uh, it was it was a bit again because it was early. You kind of go, "Oh, it's a bit scary. What's going on?" And I think it was a bit, a bit of bleeding even, and I think. Come to think of in retrospect, I think it was the show week. The show, yeah, yeah the bloody show. The bloody show. Yeah. Yeah. So、uh, I called midwife straight away and、um, sent her a photo, you know, about, about of what's happening, and、um, and she she said, well, maybe the water broke, maybe, but we're not sure because it's hard to tell, I guess, at、mm-hmm. that point.、Um, but just to update her.、Um, If there's any changes, and and it, it it was sort of it kept coming, not like crazy amount, but just you know a little bit. And、um, by like 4 a.m., I was like, you know what, it just doesn't feel. I, I just feel like I really need to,、um, like check this out.、Mm-hmm. And because what midwife said was like, if you if you are worried about the baby, just go and check it out so you can for your peace of mind. Yeah. I, you know, she's like, it's, it's it's probably fine, but you know, she just check it out to to just so that you would feel, you know, makes you feel、mm-hmm. um, at peace. So we went actually to RPA and and they checked on the baby and my、um, myself and everything was fine. But I think they again couldn't confirm it, but I think they they said that they think the border broke, so you'll probably be in labour soon. And and、uh, was pretty much in labour. It was the contraction was starting slowly.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.、Um, maybe in the morning sometime. Okay. What happened next? And then yeah, came home. Well, they actually released me, which was they were really actually quite, you know,、um, it was not a bad experience. It was quite a fine experience actually. Hospital. They were、yeah. lovely, and they said, okay, well, because I explained to them, you know, I'm giving home birth and. I hear that you know some hospitals don't let you go if if your water broke and you know sort of、um, worried about infections and all that. And they did tell me, and they did、um, inform me that you can do、uh, certain injections and all that. And I said, oh no, they want to give you antibiotics if you have、yeah. open waters over a、that's、certain、right. amount of time. Yeah, that's right. And they were said, well, if you don't, your labor doesn't start in the next. Two two days or I don't know forty eight hours or something. I think they were suggesting to come back. Yeah, but it was the contraction was pretty much starting then. Yeah, and and just to be clear, no one can ever keep you. It's always your choice to、um, leave, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. I think they can probably strongly, you、Suggest. know, press. Yeah, <laughs> but、um, no. And then they were yeah, let me go.、Um, they were happy to let me go. Actually, in a way that you know, if if you're midwife. Is is happy to then、mm-hmm. it's fine. So we we left and、um, it's quite early in the morning by then eight or something. Then came back and yeah, it was yeah, it was contractions were kind of getting more a bit more frequent as、mm-hmm. as the day went and yeah, called the midwife. She came and she said, "Oh, a little bit still far off." <laughs> I think she said. So, so what she checked your、um, cervix and your dilation.、Um, I think she, I think she was sort of I think because my contraction was still regular. Sometimes it was sort of happening like I think ten minutes apart and fifteen、yeah. minutes apart to like three minutes apart. So it was really irregular. So she was thinking that、no, it's just probably not active. Yeah, like we're yet.、Mm-hmm. So she left and、um, uh, she said she'll come back a bit later in the day because it may not happen today. She said like you know maybe tomorrow. Maybe tonight, yeah.、Mm-hmm. But by like four p.m. ish, it was pretty 
active. It was like it was there, it was happening. And we're like, okay, this is happening. I think Bob is coming. Yeah. Yeah. And um and yeah, and having Gareth was amazing. He's super super supportive and being him as a support person, the only support person, but it's really actually great because it's sort of nice and intimate, isn't it? It's like yeah. just the two of you. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. two of you and the baby yeah <laughs> the baby baby does all a lot of the work <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah so it was great yeah uh the, yeah when every contraction i'm like ah i'm calling out and he'll come and hold my hand and then I'm like okay all right now and then he's sorting out the house because we were not prepared you know our house was a little bit upside down still we weren't mm-hmm. we, and I was so sure for, I thought the first one I hear that, you know, you're going to have a late birth. Yes. So it'll be late, you know, after 40 weeks. No, no, no. It was heaps early. And I was like, oh, okay, no, it's not prepared. I was, I was actually a little bit manic because the house was not, you know, in a bit of a mess and mm-hmm. nothing was set up. And I was like, yeah, it was pretty frantic to be honest. <laughs> um, how were you emotionally kind of coping through all this? Because it was unexpected. You said you're a bit frantic. How were you feeling inside? Yeah, I mean, we didn't do. I think though, we there's so much research into birth, and then class was good too. And I think just having that preparation does help mm. with you because you have certain tools, whether it's the breathing exercise or understanding like the stages of labor or and then you know having that connection with your partner and you're going through this together and having that strong yeah understanding of what's happening and that you're not in this alone and and you're feeling safe mm-hmm. you're, you're at home that all that I think helped me to stay calm Mm. and so I could just focus on what was happening which was just focusing on the giving birth <laughs> yeah okay so you said this was around four and then what started yeah. happening and the sheep and the midwife was, came over yeah. and then it was yeah hard. yeah yeah came over not it was it was actually quite uh so I went through we went through the active labor on our own for a bit actually yeah and sometimes I do think that um the midwives they give you that space and time with just you and your partner so Mm -hmm. that you can because I think you know I guess what they can do is just to kind of watch you go through it but it it is quite a private personal moment as well and I think it was kind of in a way nice at the time I was like where are you going oh how come you're not here yet you know (laughs) but at the same time I I think again everything's kind of in a retrospect like oh I think it was good to have that quiet personal moment together and I think I I think I was going through transition with on our own no I think we were I think without the midwife and Mm -hmm. because that was quite intense you know that sort of hour before she came she arrived Mm -hmm. are you a noisy birther or are you quiet I think I I thought I was loud but Gareth said I was pretty chill like not too loud yeah I felt like I was screaming (laughs) well I was moaning a lot through the labor because I felt like that was what I wanted to do it just felt Mm -hmm. right but with the push when it came from the push um later it felt I felt like I was screaming a bit but apparently not so bad yeah (laughs) we always I think think we're louder than we are okay so um talk to me about the emergence of Renan yeah, um, it was pretty amazing. Um, I, I mean, we had a, a, a water, the pool ready, and I was in there for about maybe 40 minutes. Maybe? Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't, able to, I wasn't able to push. I wasn't able to, yeah, deliver. It was just, I don't know, it was really diff- different. It felt like I was... The, the pain itself was easy because I was in water. Mm-hmm. But it was sort of, it feels like I've slowed it down a bit. 
So after about 40-45 minutes, my wife said, oh, let's get out. Probably it's not really moving forward. Let's so we went to the bathroom and pushed there for about seven to eight contractions. And that helped because I think the gravity. Mm-hmm. Now I think I know a bit better. Like I think the gravity does help. I, I really think so. I think um <laughs> I remember being in a yoga class once and um, the yoga teacher telling me about menstruation and Ayurvedic practice where they say don't have a bath when um, you're bleeding, Mm. like when you've got your period because it plugs the vagina up um, Mm. and the blood can't flow out. Mm. So I put my hand up. I was like, so what about birth? Surely Mm. that's going to be exactly (laughs) the same thing but on a much bigger level. (laughs) <laughs> thought of that yeah um, not to say that obviously you can't have a water birth because many 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 I'd say the vast majority of home births have water births but um yeah uh yeah for me I felt the same that the gravity really helped me um give yeah. Birth. yeah 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 I think um yeah I don't know I just felt like it just wasn't the right one for me or yeah. for the baby <laughs> maybe yeah, the baby's yeah. like no nah, I don't really feel like I want to birth yeah okay so you got out you had seven to eight contractions in the bathroom and then yeah what's next? and then yeah and then it was um I think he was sort of getting close so went to onto the um our bed and maybe after five six pushes not like contractions and yeah the pushes uh yeah and Gareth caught the baby yeah it was really lovely of me why she yeah said do you want to catch the baby and um I think it was really special yeah yeah did did you ever think about catching him yourself yeah she did say you can like say especially in the water you can actually sort of feel and you can kind of lean forward I think you can be on your knees and and Mm -hmm. catch the baby um I I didn't actually think of did I even think about it before birth whether I want to or maybe not seriously I thought oh that sounds that sounds exciting but I didn't really yeah well it's not often a done thing yeah yeah I mean I caught Stella but yeah yeah. it's so often not that the woman doesn't catch her own baby I I find it interesting I'm not saying that it's um a bad thing or a good thing I think it's really lovely that your partner or whoever yeah. catches the baby but at the same time I think it's interesting that we don't even think about catching our own babies yeah, actually yeah, um, yeah that's also is it how did you catch her again did you- it's just like literally I was kind of half squatting standing and just caught her with my hands as she came out I don't yeah, know it's just really wow. quite simple um yeah it wasn't water was it it was on, no, land. No, on land yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah, wow. easy um wow Again, I think there may be like certain positions people may find it really hard, but then you would just yeah. move. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Um, yeah, okay. So Gareth caught Renan. You yeah. didn't know it was a boy, right? No, we didn't know what. Yeah. Oh, there was a boy or girl. So it was a yeah. surprise. And it's another thing that you, you know, we were looking forward to finding out. And yeah, so we, yeah. I remember and- going um, after the birth, straight after the birth, I was like, and then, yeah, it, it sort of came to me because, oh, oh, so there's a boy girl. <laughs> <laughs> and did you bring him straight to your chest or what happened? Yeah, 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 straight into the chest. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, squishy thing. <laughs> yeah. And do you remember that first moment of looking at him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, with that squishy eye and just, yeah, just really... Oh, it's just the best feeling, isn't it, to go through all that and to meet the baby because you've been waiting all your life, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to meet the baby and then you just go, oh, it's here. Yeah. yeah it's super special. How yeah. beautiful. It is a beautiful moment. Okay, so you've got him on your chest. Um, and what about your placenta? Uh, yeah, so was in my in the womb for a bit I bled a bit so uh we were had a little moment where we were like oh oh quite a lot of blood come out and so I 
um, we made a decision at that time to um, get oxytocin, syntocin. Yeah. Um, it's a hard one, isn't it? Again, like you just kind of don't at the time what the best thing, but it's just felt that's the safest option at the time. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, Had you breastfed him at this point? Um, I think he would have been on my breast straight away. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think so. Yeah. 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 It, and it, then, yeah. There you go. Yeah, and then... Um, at the placenta, so came out, oh, and then and then I pushed the placenta mm-hmm. to come out, and it came quite soon after. I don't think I waited too long. It was only like uh, maybe like twenty minutes or something after. Yep, it came out, and then the cord cutting. Yeah, yeah, happened. I guess did that too. How long after did you cut the cord? Um, I think it was. Uh, after birthing the placenta yeah i think we are that's right midwife showed me that every it's a the tube was all white like so all the nutrients have, have yep. gone yeah into the baby mm-hmm. and so yeah, it was it was fine to cut so i'm yeah. not sure exactly what time i think it would have been maybe not too long after mm-hmm. yeah do you know what your estimated blood loss was I think it was like 400 mil. Okay. Or something. But is that, I, don't, I mean. Well, it's... under 500 is not considered a hemorrhage. Um, oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I don't know if it was, right. again, I think I was about poor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. And some women bleed more than others. And um, mm. if, you listened to my podcast last week. That's a very interesting um, postpartum hemorrhage story. So mm. yeah, for those that want to listen, check out uh, Natalie Mead's story. But, um, yeah, so um, talk to me about then what you did next. Did you get into bed or did you have a yeah, bath? No. Or a- no, that was we were in bed for maybe a good couple of hours or something and then Gareth was there we were all there just just looking at the baby and feeding. That's, that's the best bit about home birth isn't it you're just like <laughs> in your own bed yeah tucked up so yeah. beautiful <laughs> yeah yeah that's right nowhere to go it's fine and you just enjoy the time and and then yeah um had a shower about a couple hours after and then when I had the shower um Gareth had a skin to skin with the baby Mm, beautiful yeah. yeah so you get to have the time as well um and looking back on it are you glad you decided to have the home birth now oh absolutely like it, it still makes me feel warm and just and in, i think i think there is definitely a feeling of um like a certain belief you have in that you, you can do it if it feels right for you, you can do it. And you do have to put the work in, but if you believe in it, you can make it happen. And um, and I know that there are some cases where, you know, things don't always go the way you want to go, and but at, at least you try to, you know, do it the way you believe in. And I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would do it again yeah beautiful <laughs> and and if you look back on Renan's birth and pregnancy and everything what lesson do you think what lesson like just one lesson would you take away from that birth and that experience I think self-belief is so important mm. uh, yeah it's so so important and also though must that's to do with believing natural occurrence Mm -hmm. and I remember when I was very vivid kind of feeling and um that I I take from that experience was when I was transitioning it was so easy for me to just really let it get out of control but I just surrendered to 
everything that was happening, the contractions and all the emotional even kind of um, sort of storm that you're going through. But you just kind of let it, you are the vessel and mm-hmm. you're just letting things, let, let it be, let mm-hmm. nature take, take its sort of course. And the baby's doing the work right now and I'm just there to respond and just let it come you know naturally that was a really special experience actually to go through Mm. um and i think it's important Uh, for me that was the biggest lesson it's so important that you have that enough belief to be able to just do that the the trust sorry when i say self-belief i mean trust in you and the nature yeah to allow in your body yeah. yeah, and there's Renan saying, <laughs> you finished. <laughs> <laughs> well, Arissa, I love chatting to you. I loved hearing your birth story. Thank you so much for being on The Renegade Mama. Um, <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your wisdom and support and encouragement. Oh, you're too kind. Um, well, I'll leave it there. But, yes, yeah, thanks again and speak to you soon yeah thanks for listening to the renegade mama if you would like to connect with me submit a birth story or just find out a little more about what i do check out my website at therenegademama.co or you can connect with me on facebook as the renegade mama or instagram as the underscore renegade underscore mama lastly can i ask you share this episode with at least one other person I want every woman to know it's possible to birth in her power. So please share far and wide. Until next week, remember to follow your intuition, not the institution. We are sovereign. We are free. If you like the Renegade Mama podcast, then leave a review. You can do so on iTunes or our Facebook page. The Renegade Mama is released weekly on both Apple iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you get your podcasts.